and, and Dr. Big is sort of in his wheelchair and he's like, ha ha, a woman couldn't stop me. Yeah. And she goes, you're not the first man to underestimate me. I'm going to save my sister. I'm doing it for my sisters. The show where we dare to discuss the people we love to hate. It's Saturday afternoon on Fresh Air and I am Patrick Hall, hater-in-chief and your host for the next hour. Last week on the show we spoke to wee Willy winky enthusiast Rosie Barry about the people she just can't abide. They were Brooklyn Beckham, Ellie Goulding and her ultimate anti-fave, Andy Parsons. Today I'm joined not by one, but by two. Utterly reprehensible individuals, both dripping with hatred and malice and ready to dish the dirt on their bedwars. They enjoy going to the zoo and on long Sunday drives. They topped the Lesbian Power Index in 2019, and one of them has the biggest pair of cankles I've ever seen. It's Alicia Moore and Martha Stutchbury. Martha and Alicia, hello, how are you? Hi Patrick, I'm feeling overwhelmed that by was that introduction. such a nice introduction, Patrick. That's really lovely, thank you. I'm not going to say who has the biggest pair of cankles I've ever seen. But we know. I'm going <laughs> <laughs> to... They're, they're both out, so um, you can reach your own conclusions on that. How's life, guys? How's life this Saturday afternoon? I'm enjoying myself. Afternoon. Yeah, pretty, yeah. Um, pretty rainy, pretty, pretty cosy. Yeah, pretty cosy nice today. Yeah. It is quite cosy today, isn't it? It's lovely. Have you listened to the show before? Yes, of course. Definitely attempted. Can't say I've made it all the way through. Yeah, well, occasion. fresh airs or new problems are not my problem. Well, I was talking more about the quality of the programme. Right. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, you were the one that wanted to come on. God, those needy messages at 1am. Please have me on your radio show. Um, uh, before we start, I need to know, are you hateful people in general? Do you like sort of being annoyed about things? Do you buy into the culture of outrage? No. <laughs> I don't think so. It's been really, really hard to think of people to hate for this. Um, so we've done our best. To be oh, fair. we feel it. We feel it. Mm. But in general, no. Yeah, I would agree. You're two quite placid individuals, really. Aren't yeah, you? pretty, pretty monotonous, neutral. I would say about yeah. almost all things. Kind of unemoting, I would say. <laughs> yeah. like, Just automatic. Feeling nothing. Two dimensional <laughs> humans. Yeah. But when things do get on your nerves, what specifically annoys you in a person? Well. The age-old saying goes <laughs> that you're go. only annoyed mm. by people whose traits reflect things about yourself. Yeah, you're annoyed because annoying. you see it. You're annoyed because you. you can see it in you. Yeah. <laughs> Interesting. Well, I'm looking forward to seeing Actually, the I'm people. Actually, I'm just thinking about how that lines up with our Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> Interesting, because you have told me who your, your people are. Mm. Um, <laughs> Stand by it. And I'm not yeah. really sure that I see that Just made the connections, and yeah, they're strong, I would say, yeah. Um, well, <laughs> let's get straight into it. Who is your first anti-fave? Uh, we've selected today uh, Mike Posner. Mike Posner. Now, listeners, you may be unacquainted with Mike Posner. I know I was. Uh, for people that aren't aware of who he is and his work, 
Can you give his body of work? His body of work. Please, can you give us a, a brief synopsis of his life? Um, well, gosh, not his life. Um, but. <laughs> his professional life, his impact on our lives. Exactly. I say. Um, extensive. Um, Mike Posner is a um, a seminal singer songwriter. Seminal singer songwriter. Um, and he's most well renowned, I would say, for his uh, track "Cooler Than Me." Which was released in 2010. 2010. 2010. Someone's done their research. <laughs> oh, you know. That was very confident. She's been branded. She's been branded by it. <laughs> that was very confident. Um, so why don't we like Mike Posner? What's wrong with him? He's a seminal singer-songwriter. Mm-hmm. He's mm-hmm. brought joy to millions and millions of people. And me included. Me oh. included, Patrick. But well, what's as, wrong with him? as I have matured with age, I have reflected upon the lyrics of Cooler Than Me particularly, which was the soundtrack to a lot of kind of um, sort of, you know, tween... Tween parties. Tween parties. Parties, yeah. Tween parties and general sitting Slumber in parties. Because 2010 is that age where you're, you're just tuning in to the radio. You're just <laughs> tuning in to popular culture. You're hearing, you're hearing my poster on the radio. And you're thinking, I like the sound of yeah. what's out there. Yeah. Well, no. <laughs> On the drive to work on a yeah, morning, on the when you've got, <laughs> you know, Radio One is blaring. Yeah. Radio One, extra. you're singing along to Cooler Than Me. Yeah. What? It's what kind of blindly, blindly singing along? Yeah. Without really Support considering it. actually the depth of misogyny in those lyrics. Mm-hmm. Oh really? Which is where we come to our enlightened hatred of Mike today. Right. I see. Mm-hmm. So just quickly. What kind of what radio station would Mike Posner be on? Would he be? Is he Radio One? Is he? Uh, yeah. Is he Capital? Is he? Yeah, he's definitely. He's, like, he's a Capital. He's a Heart. Heart Radio. Yeah. Oh my gosh! Yeah. Wow, I actually don't know what's on Heart Radio. Good news. Mike Posner. But you just in know. In two thousand and ten, we knew. In yeah. two thousand and ten, when you were sitting in fields. It's a bit young <laughs> to be sitting in fields, isn't it? With with a bottle it's of water. Yeah. Just. Completely smashed yeah. in a field. Yeah, Ten-year-old you. Yeah. <laughs> um, I'm only Mike Posner to ground. Just gone into year six. <laughs> just gone into year six. <laughs> yeah. like, she's, she's taken on the world. Famously, that is the year that, <laughs> that people change. Yeah. It? yeah. <laughs> it's the year you do your growing Um But what specifically in the lyrics? So you said they're, they're misogynistic. Mm-hmm. Well, it, in, in what way? The general narrative of the song, and I, you know, I come to this having retrospectively listened quite recently. Yeah. Um, on a nostalgic playlist. Right. And the general narrative is a frustrated young man. Mm-hmm. Uh, projecting his frustrations onto a. Just feeling familiar, Patrick. <laughs> projecting his frustrations onto what? A well-presented, seemingly confident woman who won't give. Him, her attention, and he's he's taking that in a really <laughs> unacceptable way. How, how unacceptable. He's aligned with her. Unacceptable. He's making attacks on her. She just doesn't want anything to do with him, and he's taking it personally. Yeah. What's her? Who is she? What's her name? The object of the song. We couldn't tell you that. I mean, that's it's, she's every woman. <laughs> that's, that's the issue. She is. She's that's every the issue. right. She's every woman. Oh my god. She's taking that. up space in the room and Mike doesn't like it. <laughs> Mike what? wants to shrink her down. No wonder you two won the lesbian power index in 2019. I forgot about that. You two oh, are being so great. That's a great night. What a party. <laughs> Interesting. So Mike Posner is not your, your favourite singer songwriter in the world then? No, I wouldn't say that. Is it so. just in that song that he's. Well, he's not really got any others, has he? I would say that we're uneducated <laughs> about his point. <laughs> the others haven't haven't reached us, apart from a pin in my beef. Yeah. Don't forget that follow-up. Yeah. Yeah. Heard oh, of it. Yeah. Heard of yeah. it. Yeah. Listeners, listeners, we would encourage you to, to listen to Please explore, listeners, um, the lyrics of Cooler Than Me. And if you are everyone other than Patrick and you do remember that song, um, take a moment to just... Re- revisit your attitudes towards it in 2010 and think, is this acceptable? Yeah, shame yeah. on you listeners, actually, for permitting Mike Posner 
You, you listeners, me. are responsible. Yeah. You are responsible. Or you can't Mike Posner. That's <laughs> what I'd say. Listeners, please, we, we would encourage you all to log on to Twitter mm-hmm. and use our new hashtag on the show, hashtag Boycott Boy Mike Posner. Posner. Let's see we, how far that, we that want, goes. We want this to go Let's make worldwide. It viral. Yeah. We want this to go worldwide. Yeah. So, Mike the misogynist mm-hmm. is anti-fave number one, yeah. numero uno, mm-hmm. as they say. Yes. In Ibiza. Ibiza, in which Mike took a pill in 2014. <laughs> yeah. 16. 16. Oh, All yeah. right. God, nerd. <laughs> Mike nerd. Didn't realise we had Mike Posner's biggest fan in the room today. So, your first anti-fave was misogynist Mike Posner. <laughs> Who is your second bet noir? Um, our second anti-fave is Amanda Holden. Amanda Holden? Yeah. yeah. I am so shocked. I was not expecting Are you that. A big I wouldn't say so, no. <laughs> but she I, I only know her as a, a Britain's Got Talent judge. So maybe you could tell me what else she does. Well, she's been in lots of things. Has um, she, Alicia? Yeah. Just, they, I think they, nobody's really heard of any of them, is yeah. the problem. Um, she was in a lot of, sort of soaps and sitcoms in the early noughties, late 90s. Um, she's been in the West End. She does musicals. She was... On the op- she was the opening Fiona for Shrek the Musical. Oh, I did not know. Um, <laughs> You're joking. Yeah, indeed, recently. Yeah. yeah. Um, she's a singer. She has a new album out. This month. It came out yeah, on the 2nd of October. You can find it on Spotify. <laughs> it's called Songs. Your streaming platform of choice. Yeah, any of those. We do um, not, not recommend an ad. Spotify. Um, Songs from my heart. <laughs> and they're covers. They're covers. Bad covers, soulless, <laughs> soulless, emotionless covers of emotional songs. Such as uh, such I Dreamed as a Dream, a thousand years. <laughs> really? Yeah. Need we go on? What sitcoms has she been in? See, this is the problem, isn't it? I wish I could tell Naughty you. Naughty sitcoms. I'm thinking Little Britain. No. Oh. oh, you're thinking too high. Yeah, you're thinking too big. Too highbrow. Yeah. Famously highbrow. Yeah. yeah. Um. So what, what then, like, well, the Catherine Tate show? No, no again, again. sitcoms where the scale, you need to just shrink it, yeah. shrink it, Patrick. Things that only ran for, you know, one or two series. Right, so sort of pilots yeah. and things like that. Yeah. So she started out as an actress. Yeah. Well, that's how our, you know, our <clears throat> queries about her, our frustrations with her came from just a lack of understanding, lack of education mm-hmm. as to how she could be a talent show judge. Why would How she How did she get there? Why, you know, what is entitling her to these She didn't critiques? deserve it. She didn't deserve Why it. are you there, Amanda? Yeah. How are you, you know, telling someone that what they're doing isn't good enough? Where is the evidence that you can do better? Exactly. Where is the expertise? She's still on it now, though, isn't and she? And that just riles yeah. us. Are you Britain's Got Talent fans? No. <laughs> You're but joking. As a, ch- <laughs> as a child, you know, I think I've always had these questions about Amanda Holden and what she does. Because I remember in 2009, she was in a sitcom called um, Big Top, where she, it, was just, it was based in a circus, and she played the ring mistress. Um, oh, yeah, Amanda. And it, and it was this the first time I'd seen her in something and been like, but wait a second. You're just a talent show judge. Mm. That was the first time. So even at the age of nine, that was in 2009. You've always always had haunting me an instinctive, an instinctive why is she there about Amanda Holden? Mm -hmm. Interesting, fascinating. It's been me around for a decade. As she goes, as judges go Mm. on on Britain's Got Talent, I think she's one of the better ones, actually. I love, the, the I, love I love, I love the Alicia mm. and Amanda dynamic. The girls. I love the girls, yeah, the girls, <laughs> they're friends, they're friends. Sometimes yeah. they engage in a bit of like teasing of Simon, yeah. do you know what I mean? Yeah. But as it goes, mm-hmm. yeah, I think, yeah. I, I think she's one of the best ones. She's the soft touch. She's she emotional. is the soft touch, she is. She's the Louis Walsh of yeah. Britain's Got Talent. The, the children what that go and love her. What, a, the what children. an accolade. Oh, God, and 
there's enough children. What's it got talent now? Too many. There? Too many, some would say. Call Too the kids. many. Too many. I think they should have a quota. Get them off. I think they should have an under 18 quota. Yeah. All it takes, like, I'm not being harsh. No. I'm not being harsh. But all it takes mm-hmm. is for you to be a deprived children's player to get a golden buzzer. That, I said it. Wow. I'm sorry. Wow. I'm sorry. Oh, but the show has broken down. <laughs> this is supposed to be about talent. Okay? <laughs> Not about know, Why is Amanda there? Exactly. It, it's rotten at its core. Yeah. Because That's its judges issue. are yeah. arguably That's, yeah. talentless. Exactly. And it and all stems from that. To yeah, it's yeah. top down, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's right at the top and it trickles Decay. down. Decay. Just rotting the very institution of Britain's Got mm-hmm. Talent. And now any old woman could come on and say, oh, my son died and now I'm going to do, <laughs> yeah. uh, you know, a satisfactory sort How of rendition. How long can it go on for? Right, exactly. When will it end? bad can it get? Please, yeah. God, will they terminate it once and for all. Just yeah, I agree. And then Amanda can focus full time on her covers. Exactly. And that, you know, the people are lapping them up. Yeah. I mean, you probably listened, what, 10, 15 times through the album since Definitely. it came out on the 2nd of October? Just can't get another one now. How many monthly listeners does it, it tells you how many monthly listeners something oh, I'm not sure, but I would, you know, You'd, close to a billion. Close to a billion. She's huge in China right now. <laughs> China is going nuts for Amanda Holden's mm-hmm. music. Amanda Holden is your second antiphone. That is very interesting to me. So, so far we have two very different individuals. Mm-hmm. Mike Posner. Mm-hmm. Is that right, Posner? Yeah. yeah. Mike Posner. Don't pretend you don't. And Amanda Holden. <laughs> yeah. Who, please tell me, is the last one. Um, we went big with the last one. Oh, oh, Mike's a bit niche. Um, Amanda, you know, middle ground catering. Yeah, yeah. catering for middle ground. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, pretty populous choice. So we've just gone um, all out with Mark Zuckerberg. This Mark time. Zuckerberg. Exactly. Yeah. Everyone knows him. Everyone Every- hates him. Everyone does hate him. But pray tell, why do you hate him? Why do we hate Mark? What's irritating about Mark? Oh, well, you know, his very kind of soulless demeanour. <laughs> that watching him move, watching him speak, watching him Everything blink, about him. Watching him sit on a panel and be interrogated. He's almost by AOC. human. He's, he is, in his yeah. demeanour, in his appearance, in his... Lack of human emotion. His conduct. Mm. Yeah. yeah. In his conduct. There's something quite otherworldly about him, not in an ethereal mm-hmm. way, in a sort of born-in-a-lab way. Insidious. Yeah. It's yeah. insidious, Exactly. He is insidious. Insidious man. But I also think, to be fair to Mark, most ordinary people, if they just happen to be at the helm mm-hmm. of a mega corporation like Facebook, mm-hmm. with all the public attention that brings media interviews, I reckon most people probably aren't that media savvy and would come across a bit weird. Yeah, I think I'm probably right about that, but we I don't think that we're taking Mark as the blueprint for normal people in terms of demeanour. I think, you know, with all the facts that I derive from the social network, <laughs> the documentary, the social network, <laughs> I um, find Mark to be, you know, not the average human in mm. his behaviour. Yeah. A sad, woman-hating little man. Misogynist Mark wants... Yeah, misogynist Mark. Oh my gosh. Goodness me. He's got a wife, though. <laughs> <laughs> so he can't be a misogynist, can he? How do you square that when he's got a daughter? <laughs> you've got us. Oh, you've got us out well and proper there. Take it back. What's his wife called? Oh, Patrick. I couldn't tell you. Oh, okay. She's not the object of, of no, my hate. She's, Let's no. leave her out of it, yeah? Okay, yeah. Let's drag her down with I you. was just... Speaking <laughs> of We love to see women not hating on women. Yeah. We love, we love to see women, women yeah. supporting women. But we don't hate because <laughs> she's a woman. Yeah, that's the point. You don't hate it. We're not going to fall into the trap. No. The patriarchal trap. That is set for women in the public eye. Yeah. We talked about this a lot. We did. We wanted yeah. to make mindful choices today, yeah. Patrick, and, and we wanted to ensure that innocent 
a bit irritating women weren't dragged down. You two are desperately grafting to get the lesbian power index award. <laughs> as if yeah. we need to desperately graft. <laughs> you two are guys, honestly, it's the massive. Best you can get ours. Um, who else I can't is say at the moment. Like uh, as one of the <laughs> as one of the judges <laughs> as, as you know part of the panel I can't say, mm-hmm. I can't say. You're but right. you're up there mm-hmm. keep doing what you do keep doing what you do and it will things will fall into place anyway Mark Zuckerberg mm-hmm. Amanda Holden mm-hmm. Mike Posner <laughs> Three very different individuals. Mm-hmm. Out of those three, though, who is your ultimate bet noir? Who comes onto screen and you're just like, no, I can't deal. I can't. I just can't today. Actually, I just can't. I've got to go back to number one <laughs> personally because uh, I feel that I was yeah. deceived <clears throat> in the. In, the, in, in my innocence, and I can't surmount it. But the, Mike's lyrics, I just feel, you know, they are irksome in the present. Yeah, and they I really think are. the other two are seen more often. You can become desensitised to the hate, whereas when you, you, you know, come upon Mike, it's just as fresh as it's always <laughs> every been. Every time. Yeah. Every time. Yeah. Goodness me. Well, there we are, listeners. Today we've got Alicia and Martha on the show and their top three anti-faves are Mark Zuckerberg, Amanda Holden and their ultimate bet noir, Mike Posner. We're going to have a short music break now and then after the break we are going to play some games with these three. See you soon! Welcome back, everyone, to today's episode of Haters. Today I'm joined by Alicia and Martha, and their top three anti-faves are Amanda Holden, Mark Zuckerberg, and their ultimate bet noir, Mike Posner, or as we like to call him on the show, Misogynist Mike. So now, guys, we're going to play something called The Situation Game. So, essentially what happens is, I have concocted various situations, and in each of them you will have to decide what you're going to do with each of these three people. Some would call them the strangest menage a trois the world has ever seen. So first of all, as this episode is airing this Saturday, the 31st of October, it's Halloween. We're gonna get a bit spooky. Ooh! Get scared, listeners, get scared. Okay, so it's Halloween, and you're in your flat. The decks are up. You've carved carved some pumpkins. You have put up some sort of scary spider decorations on the walls and the windows and things. You've bought in the sweets for the trick-or-treaters. And you're holding holding a wee party. At night. Sounds a bit illegal to me. Yeah, yeah we won't well, be doing that. Okay. Yeah, just to clarify for the listeners. Oh, yes. Well, this is a law hypothetic- abiding. <laughs> Hypothetically. Lesbian power index role models here. <laughs> so, at your Halloween party, hypothetical Halloween party, first of all, who are you going to go as out of these three people? Who are you going to dress up as? You're going to do your makeup. <laughs> Get a wig, get the clothes, and you're gonna impersonate this person all life, all night long. Okay, you're gonna do all their trademark things. Second of all, who are you gonna play a trick on? 
who doesn't give you sweets, does like slights you in some way, and I want to know who you're tricking and how you're tricking as well. What kind of what kind of fun hashtag fun pranks are we playing on these people? And last of all, with a rogue one, whose body are you going to wax with a toffee apple? and then eat the toffee apple afterwards. Ooh. We're getting a God, bit sticky. Really We're getting sticky with one of our Change three. Yeah. So there we are. So we've got the trick, we've got the dressing up, and we've got the toffee apple. I want to know, are you going to do it together? Are you going to do it individually? Individually, maybe. Yeah. yeah. Okay, so first of all, <laughs> let, let's go with who we're going to dress up as. Mm -hmm. Out of these three. Um, well, I'm obviously going as Amanda Holden in Big Tom. <laughs> because Reprising her greatest role. <laughs> her greatest role in, in a show that lasted for one month, one series. Uh, but it meant something to me. Yeah. Um, she's wearing uh, a top hat. She's got a top hat on. She's got a waistcoat on. She's got. She looks amazing. Cool. In big top. Does she? Yeah. Um, not very spooky. She really stuck with you, hasn't it? That, <laughs> that show. Really that one month show. Really stuck with me. That one 30 minute episode you watched. Yeah. So you're going as Amanda? I'm okay. going as Amanda. I, I think, yeah, I think, I'll, I think I'll be well received. Difficult to, you know, explain. People are going to be asking, what are you? But I'm going to have to say, Amanda Hug in, in Big, Big Top. Top. <laughs> as Lizzie in Big Top. Um, but I will say it, I will oh go as that. Interesting. What about you, Mel? I think that my wardrobe aligns closest with probably Mark's off of Yeah, you do look like um, it. Yeah, I've often been told that I'm, you know, the female Mark's off the that means. Um, so I just feel like give the people what they want, what they believe to be true. Anyway. Yeah. yeah. Um, no questions will be asked of me. It'll be very, very self evident because it's yeah. got such a distinctive look. And clothes wise, yeah. you know, that. Sort of grey hoodies. Grey jeans. jeans. T-shirt, yeah. that Silicon Valley style. I also think that's quite a good Halloween costume because it's sort of like I'm dressing as the demon of yeah. technology capitalism. Demon Do you know what I mean? <laughs> exactly. And that's the real, you know, that, that's the real scary. And that's yeah, <laughs> that's the real thing you should be scared about, listeners. Yeah, shame on you, materialist pigs. Anyway, so who are we tricking and why? I'm tricking Mark. Well, I was going to trick Mark. You we love can't Mark. trick Mark. Yeah. Oh, can I not? You've already dressed up. Oh, it? I didn't realise uh, that it was it's exclusive. Yeah. Oh, can I trick Mark? Because right. I'm going to well, trick well, Mark. This, I'm going to trick him with Alexa. Ah, we have an Alexa, and I think it would be really fun to haunt Mark as the leader of one conglomerate with the, the perpetual voice of Amazon. Um, yeah. yeah, I think it would be good to make Alexa say things to Mark about his own kind of about the deficiency of his own character and business. So you're programming an Alexa to shout abuse at Mark Zuckerberg. That is my trick. Yeah, trick or treat. Great. <laughs> that would be the trick. Great, you guys definitely know how to have a fun Halloween, don't you? Happy Halloween. Spending all all day with an Alexa. Opened up and programmed. While you're also dressed as him. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> An obsession, some may say. Literally. Literally. What about you, Leach? I'm going to trick Mark by harvesting and selling his data. Oh, <laughs> you know how, how to... does that feel, Mark? You know how to prank him, don't you? <laughs> yeah. I've got cookies on your computer now. Wow. Great. Both you guys technologically are technologically <laughs> advanced pranks that we're definitely capable of carrying out. Frankly, I was just looking for a, you know, a, a toilet roll after or something. Do you uh, know what I mean? Yeah. But there we are. There we are. I'm here to facilitate, mm -hmm. not to dictate. There you <laughs> oh, go. Yeah. yeah, exactly. So, um, that leaves you both only with one option for whose body you're waxing with a toffee apple and then subsequently eating the toffee apple. Yeah. And Alicia, for you, that is Mike Posner. Yeah. Mike Posner, I was looking at Google Images of him earlier, because mm. I had no, you know, visual like, of him. Oh, right. Yes, that too. <laughs> um, he's a hairy man. Oh. Delicious. Yeah. Lots to wax. Mm -hmm. oh. Satisfying. 
He's got a big ginger beard. You've got to eat it. You've got to eat the top half apple afterwards. Delicious textures. Caked in that's what, body hair. You know, a good meal, it's all about differences in texture, contrasting mm. flavours. Oh. We might not have the flavours. Oh, well, we can hope not. <laughs> to say, but we yeah. are hitting <laughs> to say, really. We are hitting those textures. Mm. Mm. Sensory yeah. overload. Oh, Spooky. It would be taste. What's that in my mouth? Oh, it's my pulse body hair. <laughs> It you would be cakes in the stuff, wouldn't it? Yeah, it would be, it, it would be disgusting. Yeah. Really nice. Oh. Pop star. <laughs> Toffee apple. Body hair. And, Rich and famous. But he's your ultimate bet noir, so would you sort of enjoy the... Yeah, I think so. Yeah. It, like, exacting the pain. Mm -hmm. Both pretty sadistic, so yeah. like, that makes a lot that of sense. Right. Yeah. Well, that's your weekend, guys. <laughs> When is, your... when is it not? When is it not involved in our weekend? Well, that's your online. business. Yeah. Um, and you're Mike Posner as well? Uh, yeah. Both for you again. No, I'm going <laughs> to leave Mark's uh, Mark's house body, alien then... body behind. I think I'd be scared. Well, he seems smooth. Yeah. I, I think if I waxed him, some of his, some of his sort of technological shavings would come off. Mm. He'd start to dissect like, him, maybe. Like sand. Yes. You know? You'd yeah. just crumble. Yeah. Yeah. You wouldn't feel it. You wouldn't feel it, so it wouldn't be satisfying. Yeah. So, so yeah, either Michael, or maybe Amanda. I mean, she's probably hairless. Exactly. I, I imagine on she's... On account of the um, unrealistic beauty styles we project upon uh, women in the entertainment industry. So I... We can just not catch a break from YouTube today, can't we? So... My um, listeners do not want to hear this. <laughs> Your listeners need to. Your listeners need to. Um, okay. So maybe her just for an easy ride if I was tired after pranking. Yeah, yeah it wouldn't alter the taste of the top. I would say pretty intact. Yeah, pretty. Yeah, pretty... I'm, so, I'm sure Amanda would love that. Mm. Uh, a Mark Zuckerberg lookalike. Mm -hmm. Pinning her down on the table and proceeding to, to rub a toffee apple all over her. Yeah. Yeah, with no real outcome because, no. yeah, just for that feeling really of just the rolling. Well, there we go. There's the Halloween party. You had a great <laughs> time. I, I had a brilliant time, personally. I, I loved it. Now we move on to a dinner party. Mm -hmm. We're getting sophisticated. We're cracking open the red wine mm -hmm. and putting on a roux. That's mm -hmm. <laughs> what people do at dinner parties. Can't, we are. Can't lie, I don't know what that means. A roux, it's like a, a white sauce. A sauce. Oh, white yeah. sauce. A flour, a, a flour, a bit of milk and cheese. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Well, there you go. Uh, and <laughs> we're lighting some candles, we're putting on the smooth jazz. And we're inviting some guests around for a, a night of. Guess who they are? Of, <laughs> <laughs> of witty, of witty sort of witty nothings. And. Droll commentary mm -hmm. is is what we're inviting our guests around for tonight. Mike Posner, he just screams sophisticated, droll discussion, mm -hmm. doesn't he? So, first of all, this dinner party, you're holding it for all of your close friends. And these three <laughs> are also coming along. So, first of all, in whose honour are you throwing the dinner party? And you have to basically support this person all night in front of all your friends, you have to be sort of very positive about this person, sort of selling them, sort of, you know, you're doing toasts, and all your friends might sort of judge you depending on who it is, so maybe that should be a consideration before you decide that one. Second of all, who's providing the after-dinner entertainment? Who's, who's getting on the piano or or reciting some performance poetry, or doing whatever, doing whatever. And last of all, who do you dunk in the punch when a political discussion gets out of hand? Who, you grab their head and you just <laughs> in the big ball of punch that you made earlier. It's lovely, it's gorgeous. Wow, oh god, it was a lovely punch. But you, trust me, you don't want your head there. It would, blow, it would blow your head off. It would blow oh, your head powerful. It's powerful stuff. It's yeah. powerful. Um, <laughs> so. Yeah, well, actually. For, for our sober listeners, I support you and I support your life choices. Don't listen to these two. <laughs> so, who is doing what at your dinner party? You're, hold, you're holding it in one of their runner. 
One of them is providing after their entertainment, and one of them you're dunking in the punch. I think we should hold it in Amanda's honour. Yeah, I think we do to celebrate the release <laughs> of her album. <laughs> and, and to, you know. And the role in the. Big Top 2009. <laughs> Interesting. Yeah. And do you think that your friends would judge you for that? No, I think they no. unanimously support it and I mean, know exactly what we were talking about. And I we mentioned her album and that programme. I think people would be very positive about that. Yeah. I would be. Yeah. Mm-hmm. If I was invited. Would I be invited? Yeah, of course you would. Aww, thanks. Because of Covid I don't have to say no, but there we are. <laughs> oh, right. Because I'm responsible. Yeah. I'm not going to talk about it. So Amanda Holden is being held in her own. Who's providing the after dinner entertainment, guys? It's gotta be Mike. You think? I'm With what? an updated lyrical sure version of Cooler Than Me, where we hold him to account right. for his dodgy lyricism in the past. Wouldn't that kind of kill the mood? Not for me, I would be high on it. <laughs> high on the retribution. Would you would tear to pieces. What were you gonna say? I was thinking we could give um, Mark a platform, because he doesn't really have one of those. A TED Talk platform. So that we can really all so yeah. we can really hear what he has to say because he doesn't really get many opportunities no, for public speaking. You know, he doesn't yeah. really. No one's giving him that platform. Exactly. So I just think that we could really do that in our flat. Mm. He never gets the same. Yeah. 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 He he, he really. Yeah. I want to have an influence. He's yeah. been silenced. Yeah. yeah. He's been silenced. I'm silenced. Mark Zuckerberg. Exactly. That's what I say. That's platform what I say. Mark Zuckerberg. <laughs> so so we're we're having a, a speech by Mark. As the afternoon entertainment. What, what would he talk about then? Would it be? It wouldn't be funny, would it? Well, no, it would be very serious. I think. Some nice programmed okay. automaton humour. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Mark, tell us a joke. <laughs> it's literally like getting a lecture like, to a joke, <laughs> yeah. isn't it? That's yeah. what it would be like. Yeah. Maybe it could be. It Mark would work in conversation with Alexa. Alexa. Yeah. That would be a sight to behold. Mm-hmm. We'd sell tickets for that. Similar charisma, yeah. I feel. Yeah. Oh, I'd gosh. say Alexa's got a bit more about her. <laughs> Alexa, bless her. She'd be here. She'd be loving it. Yeah. Listening in on us, spying. She is right now, probably. Really? Yeah. Oh gosh, don't need to record this, do we? She'll be <laughs> recording it for us and sending it to the FBI. If you have any queries, they would like to direct you to Amazon's privacy policy. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah, we are making no factual claims <laughs> about the nature of Amazon's privacy regulations. So, that leaves us dunking Mike Posner in the punch. That what? means we've agreed on Mark. Mm-hmm. Is that we have? I'm oh, happy. I can see it now. Okay. Yeah. I can, see I can really see mm-hmm. that one, Mark. Yeah. So, yeah. So, what, what did we get into a... Did, need I even ask what we need? What we got into a discussion about with Mike and it got a bit heated? I don't think you need to. His... his in my mind's eye, I see his refusal to apologise for affecting a generation of young women. Um, I see my emotion just skyrocketing, mm. unable to control myself. Yeah. Because um, you're in a, you know, you're an emotional woman. I'm an emotionally volatile woman. As we established at the start. You're hysterical. I'm yeah. hysterical. Yeah. 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 yeah, you are. Um, out of control. Out of, some would say. Yeah. Some would say. Just ruled by hormones. Yeah. Ruled by hormones. Yeah. Mike would say, you're getting your periods. <laughs> and I just dunk him. I dunk him. <laughs> oh, he'd be mortified, bless him. Yeah, he, really he would be mortified. Well, there we are. There's the dinner party. Just quickly, what are we serving? Oh. God, you throw that on us. Um. Come on, what's the signature dish? The signature dish is your tuna pasta. <laughs> tuna pasta. We're going to serve Mark Zuckerberg, yeah. Amanda Holden, and Mike Posner <laughs> some tuna pasta. Brilliant. With yeah. some iceberg lettuce. Mm. With some iceberg <laughs> with a With a house vinaigrette. <laughs> and a glass of ice cold fridge water. Oh my god, brilliant. I'm sure they would love it. That would be scrumptious. Keep it down to it. So our last situation then is a little bit different to our first two. And you find yourselves, guys, in the latest Bond film. So we're going I can see it. So you've been cast as the the co the co sort of leads 
uh, alongside James, mm-hmm. alongside Daniel Craig. The Bond girls. You the Bond girls. <laughs> <laughs> Not quite the Bond girls, right. but you, because you're sort of the action, co-action hero. Right. Do you know what I'm saying? Um, and th- for some reason, what's that woman called? Barbara Broccoli or something. Who owns the Bond yeah, films? It's yeah, something yeah. like that, isn't it? For some reason, M- Mrs. Broccoli yeah. decides, <laughs> decides <laughs> in addition to casting you two, also to include the <laughs> dramatic trio of Mike Posner, Amanda Holden, and Oh, my God, I've already signed the contract. I've <laughs> already signed it, they can't back it Oh, but don't worry, you are getting... We're outshining them. We're embarrassing them. Exactly. And I just don't know if our creative differences would be rife. But this is going to kickstart your media career. Mm-hmm. This is going to... Ki- and I know how much you've been hankering for one. Yeah. You just want your face on the TV. I just want to be famous. Exactly. So... Who gets thrown out of the plane at the start of the film and dies? Right at the start of the film. Are they playing themselves? <laughs> yes, Alicia. And so are you two. <laughs> It's right, a bit of a okay. Madame it's Broccoli. It's going to be an action a, a new sort of how you ended up in a play. It's a new twist on, on the Bond franchise. Yeah. Make it more accessible. A new chapter, mm-hmm. some would say. Yeah. Some would say. Is this Bond one also and... co-written by Phoebe Waller-Bridge? Because that probably explains it. Yeah. No. Okay. So, who gets thrown out of the film? <laughs> the, 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 not plane. the film, the plane. You're all sort of in a plane, and you're on your way to sort of, to, um, I don't know, Russia, and it's, it's a spy plane, and it's 1am, and you're all in the plane, and it's like... Why are they being thrown out? Because we've had a... And then, but one of the people in the plane, you're all in the plane with James. And then, <laughs> and then it turns out the pilot's actually a Russian double agent. Oh no! And so sort of tries to crash the plane. Should they throwing him out? No, 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 but tries to crash the plane, and you're all like, fighting in the back of the... In the... In with the, each other? In the hole. <laughs> Just let me finish. You're fighting the, pi- the pilot double agent in the car in the hole. Yeah. Okay. And he's he's really good. And obviously you two are you two, so incapacitated quite quickly. And James is like kicked in the head or something. <laughs> One hit and he's out. And um, the pilot, man, the double agent, manages to throw one of you out the plane, okay, as he's trying to crash it. But obviously, then you rest control of the plane, that you re-establish order, and you incapacitate the double agent, and all is fine. Okay. But not before one of these three mm-hmm. has splattered on the on Siberia alone. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. So who's dying right at the start of the film, essentially? That, um, for that colouring of the of the scene, because it's going to make it. Second of all. Who is at the end of the film? Okay, picture this. Picture, <laughs> picture the scene. Picture the scene. You're in Mr. Biggs. <laughs> <laughs> you're in you're in you're in Dr. Biggs bunker at the end of the film. <laughs> yeah. And he's got the nuclear codes oh, and he's about to detonate them. Oh, that's not so unfortunate. Exactly. Yeah. And, and you two <laughs> You two are, are are like tied up in a cage in Mr. Big's bunker. In, in, in Dr. Big's bunker. You two are tied up in a cage. Strangers strangest scenes have occurred. And James is on like a slab of rock and lasers are about to kill him. And what's yeah. gonna happen? What's oh no, Dr. Big is reigning supreme. No! <laughs> this can't happen, nuclear missiles are on the way, they're about to hit New York City. Oh no, not New York. But who who kicks down the door and saves the day? They run over, they run over, they run over, they they rugby tackle Dr. Big. They that's the sound of yeah. keyboards tapping. Mm-hmm. They disable the nuclear codes and they fall into the Atlantic Ocean. Um, and all is fine. They don't detonate. They don't detonate. Ah. And so that's the second one. And last of all, we're at Picture the Scene. Yeah. We're on our little cruise in the Mediterranean at the end. And basically, who are you participating in a three-way with? With James. <laughs> Ah, oh, so the, the two not together. Not together. Not together. Not oh, together. Right. A four, oh, well, it could, well, it could be a four. Let's <laughs> do Harry next. Harry next. 2019. Um, but yeah, so who are, we, who are we getting well acquainted with at the end of the film as the credits roll? 
Okay, and it's sort of, it's going, you only live twice, and you're all just <laughs> romping. <laughs> romping. Romping away. <laughs> okay, so those are the three options. Yeah. So we've, we're in the cruise at the end of the film, who saves the day and who dies right at the start? Mm-hmm. Right at the start? I think, for me, mm-hmm. it's Mike. Mm-hmm. He gets thrown out. Yeah. I think that he's a side character. I think he has nothing to add mm-hmm. to the film. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. When I think of Mike, I really draw a blank. Yeah. Nothing. Yeah. I yeah. completely concur. <laughs> yeah. Get Which that. is probably Get unfair because I've not really put any Somewhere in the world. Somewhere in the world he exists as a three-dimensional <laughs> human being. Mm-hmm. But, not but in our mind's eye. Um, it's not that place, and he has he has nothing for us, but was. And so the door is opened, and out he goes. He's the least likely, I think, to even. I can't even picture him fighting back. Really? He'd be like, please let me take me. <laughs> He'd open the <laughs> door and be Siberia. Yeah, take me. And he's out, thinking, he disappears into the night. He'd be like, I can't be bothered with this. This is yeah. the only thing I can't be bothered, and they'll just jump out. And you two would be helping the double agent, I imagine. Well, You'd be like, get him out. I would like to say. Get him out, he's, he's ruined I am a patriot, he's first and foremost, so I true. will serve my country before I sabotage my but the two so are quite equally, equally weighted in my mind. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So, Mike's disappearing into the, the Russian night. Mm-hmm. Who kicks down Dr. Big's bunker door at the end, rests into the floor, and saves the day? Well, it's obviously... Amanda. Um, yeah. She's got action heels, hero written all over her. Wearing her heels that she wears. <laughs> you're about to say what I think you're about to say. <laughs> In Big Top 2009. <laughs> yeah, yeah, she has got sort of 90s feminist girl boss written all over her. She's in, she's got an action belt. Yeah. She's in military fatigues. She's in her big top heels and she kicks down she's the thing. She's got a top hat on. Exactly. Yeah. And she's she sort of She has, whips it off and uses it as a sort of deadly yeah. saucer. And and Dr. Big is sort of in his wheelchair and he's like, Ha ha, a woman couldn't stop me. Yeah. And she goes, You're not the first man to underestimate me. I'm gonna save my sister I'm doing it for my sisters. <laughs> and then <laughs> I'm doing this for womankind. I'm doing this for the girls. Exactly. And you two, you, you love it. You yeah. love it. You're like, yeah! Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. And yeah. James is sort of like, Nice well, and tokenistic. Yeah. Well, it's not quite how I would have done it, but... Interesting. <laughs> <laughs> but there we go. <laughs> You're feeling alright, James. <laughs> <laughs> he's, he's, he's in a... He's about to be... Swan. He's about to be amputated yeah. with a laser. Amputated, lobotomized, <laughs> one of those um, things. Crucified. Crucified. Yeah. Okay. So, so that leaves us with Mark Zuckerberg. Oh, I just was thinking about. In that. an odd. Well, I think that it makes a lot of sense. You know, it's not like he's not likely to be seen on a yacht in the med with us. Yeah, true. A forcer. Yeah. Who's yeah. the? I think. With James, James Bond. Uh, arguably kind of the most unsettling and traumatising to have a sexual experience with. Yes, I think that's definitely true. Yeah, so interesting that we've ended up with him. I'm imagining that as being truly passionless and awful and probably degrading. And limp. Or... Limp. He's a limp man. (laughs) Just to be clear, we are making no claims (laughs) as to much about the function of Mark Zuckerberg's sexual organs. <laughs> Mark Zuckerberg's lawyers. Interpret that as limp, you know, as simultaneously. Well. Limp in spirit, I think. Yeah, that's why I didn't. Yeah. I didn't I, do, do you think, or, or either that, or a switch is flipped and he becomes pure animal? Oh, interesting. Mm. Do you see what I mean? Um, I don't think that's likely. Right. Okay. I don't think it's likely, but maybe James brings it out with him. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. That would be an odd scene. <laughs> That would be an odd, odd scene. James Bond and Mark Zuckerberg and you two. Mm. What the heck? Yeah, I don't think. Why is Amanda not there? <laughs> she's recovering from a big save. True. She's too busy being inaugurated as as our first female president. Mm-hmm. Yes. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Is what exactly. she's doing. It's a big she's, day. She's busy filming the the second series of the Big Top. <laughs> <laughs> Which is just been recommissioned. They're bringing it up. In light of her heroism, yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah. Wow. Well, there we go. That's the situation game. Did you uh, Did you enjoy that? I think it really exposed me to some I think you know, it, yeah. ways of thinking about yeah. those three that I hadn't previously considered, so thank you for that. I think it revealed some things in you two that I'm not sure we knew were quite there, mm-hmm. and I'm not sure can be, once revealed, can be put away. Yeah. yeah. And the world, Some things to think about. And the world has changed for us. Some things to think about. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Some things to think about. Just choked up. Well, listeners, that's the situation game. Today I've got Martha and Anisha on the show, and we're going to have another short music break. Please don't We'll speak to you soon. Baby, can't you see? I'm calling. Haters, the show where we talk about people we love to hate. Today I've had Martha and Alicia on the show, and their top three anti-faves have been Mike Posner, Amanda Holden, and Mark Zuckerberg. In the last segment, we played the situation game where Martha and Alicia had to choose what these people would do in several situations, and I think we all learned something about each other, didn't we? And I'm not sure it was wholly enjoyable. But uh, but there we are. Now we come to the concluding segment of the show. Basically, this is our quick fire haters round. I am going to put some people to you and you have to choose out of these people who you find more irritating. Some of them are two polarising figures. Some of them are two figures who everyone loves. So uh-huh. it can be a difficult choice. First up, we've got Stanley Johnson i.e. Boris Johnson's dad, versus Lady Colin Campbell. Oh, Quickfire. Stanley. Uh, Stanley, yeah. Stanley? Uh-huh. Why? You find him more irritating? Gets away with loafing about more. Yeah. He does, doesn't he? He's yeah. a loafer, but it's probably more insidious than that. Yeah. And the people just love the loafing... Funny yeah. man. What are you doing on news like you're just someone's dad? Mm-hmm. Exactly. You're yeah. qualified, yeah. yeah. Exactly. Yeah. And you don't speak for the nation. Like when it was on I'm a Celebrity, it's like yeah. making him a figure of fun, mm-hmm. which I just don't like. Which is what we've done with his son as well. It's exactly. dangerous. Yeah. <laughs> Shame on you listeners for voting in Boris Johnson. Yeah. So. Sad. <laughs> it was definitely there. Yeah. So, Stanley Johnson, 
Next up is Gemma Collins versus Kim Woodburn. Two polarising figures. Yeah, I'm going with Gemma just because I loved that bleeding show. <laughs> you know, the one with Kim and Aggie. Kim and Aggie, yeah. Loved it. Famously. I'm going with Kim because I don't find Gemma Collins irritating. Yeah, I think I would go with Kim. I don't find Gemma irritating either. I just loved that programme. <laughs> but I think Almost as much as she loved. Kim was... <laughs> it was probably around the same time. I didn't know that. <laughs> In all <laughs> honesty. As a, as 2009. 2009. Nice to know My that you didn't have year. a misspent youth then, Alicia. <laughs> You didn't wasted you? No, not Alicia. Not me. <laughs> I also think Kim Woodburn is horrible, whereas Gemma Collins is sort of yeah. You know, she's getting her media. She gets career. a lot of smart, but yeah. leave her alone. Uh, okay. Next up is Quentin Tarantino versus Richard Curtis. Oh, Tarantino. Yeah, Quentin. Yeah, I think that's. I think that's mm-hmm. true. Why? Um, insidious man themes coming up again strongly for yeah. me. He loves right, yeah. feet, doesn't he? That's, I think that's, I think that's, that is claimed. Once again, we are making no <laughs> factual claims as to the sexual practices of Quentin Tarantino. <laughs> but I also, yeah, it's a tricky one. It's a tricky one. Because... Richard Curtis is a bit wet though, isn't he? <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like, his I films prefer are that. I'm, I'm, I'm alarmed by... You know, as much as as much as I love a Tarantino film, and I do, mm. um, I do think it's alarming that one man has constructed all those scenarios from the you know Oops. content of his own head, and yeah. it just makes yeah. me think, wow, what are you capable of? But is is that there's a difference there between irritating and fear? <laughs> I, I mean... find that irritatingly fearful. <laughs> yeah. Fair yeah. enough. Fair enough. Yeah. Uh, I would go with Richard Curtis out of those two. Would you? Why? Because I think Quentin Tarantino is a genius and Richard Curtis is just sort of a bit of a... bit wet, as you say. It's just sort of... He's done some good stuff. Do you know what I mean? Just a bit limp, <laughs> as you said in the last round. Love. Word of the moment. Yeah. Word, of the moment. Word of the moment. After that, we have Mary Berry and Delia Smith. Ooh. Two people that I think are well... Uh, are well loved. Uh, yeah, loved, yeah. really. But you have to pick one who's more irritating. I'm gonna go with Mary. Mm-hmm. I think Mary's more irritating. Not really, Patrick, <laughs> but for the sake of your show, <laughs> I'll go with Mary. Right. Um, because <laughs> I actually don't really know what Delia's like, and I think it would be unfair of mm-hmm. me to go with Delia when I've actually only seen her in book form. I've only seen her on the cover of a book. Yeah. She's been yeah. given no agency in constructing yeah. her own yeah. uh, personality in our minds. And we can tell that it is essay season with you, mm-hmm. can't we? That is only the kind of thing you would say when writing an essay. <laughs> Mary <laughs> Berry. So, lastly, we have Kylie versus Danny Minogue. The Minogue sisters. Mm. I have to go with Danny, I think. Yeah. Mm-hmm. She was only an expert to judge because yeah, she's in living in Kylie's shadow, which is That's a shame for her. A yeah. shame <laughs> for her. Um, but that annoys you. just get out of that shadow. Right. Yeah. Do something, Danny. Do something different. Do something different. Your you can do it, Danny. Your Danny sister's could, done the music career. Danny could have a podcast or something. Yeah, yeah I'd listen. Danny, yeah. if you're listening and you want to come on the show next week, honestly. <laughs> Drop me a line, I'm more than happy to accommodate. So that's the quick fire. <laughs> that's the quick fire round over. That's kind of the end of the show. Just quickly, these three people are now being shipped off to a desert island. Aww. Do you think they'd get on and do you think they'd survive for long? Um No and no. <laughs> I think that Mike and Amanda would get on quite well. Yeah. I think that Mark would find it really be very really isolated, isolated socially in that situation. Because he's famously a very social person. I feel that Mark yes. would also, you know, upon being like forcibly reacquainted with nature in that way when he mm. spent so long, yeah. like detached from it, I just think he would survive, he would die fast. Right yeah. yeah. He, yeah he would. How am I supposed to got resources from nature, from the yeah. land? No, yeah. that's not his forte. Exactly. He spent his life trying to take mankind away from nature. Yes. Exactly. Yeah. And now he's been thrust back into it. 
poetic justice. It, some would say. Mm. Some would say. So, and then you think Amanda and Mike would just would happily cooperate together. Exactly. Mm. Sort of Some good eat coconuts and watermelons. Yeah. On this desert island. Lovely. Get a tan. Get a tan. Get a just tan. Just relax. Just have yeah. a day off, guys. Exactly. Is what I would say to them. Tell them about your your pilot of Big Man. Big, <laughs> big Top. Big Top. How do we big not have that one down my <laughs> Anyway, um, so you have been Martha and Alicia. <laughs> and your anti-faves have been Amanda Holden, Mark Zuckerberg, and your ultimate bet noir, Mike Posner. Never have you enjoyed hear, the show? Never want to hear any of those names again. That's how I feel. <laughs> Have you enjoyed your time on the show? Yes, I've absolutely loved it, Patrick. Thanks for having me on. Dripping with sarcasm, (laughs) listeners. Dripping with sarcasm. So rude, isn't it, listeners? So rude. Well, make sure to join us, listeners, next week when I will have someone else on the show (laughs) telling me about the people they just love to hate. Until then, have a lovely week. And please, God, stay well, stay happy. Stay healthy. Have a lovely Saturday, listeners. Bye-bye. Bye!